0: This is your trash weekly with your weekly, now, this time bi weekly. us of Trash from Europe. I'm <laughs> Stephanie, and you are.
1: I'm Nora, and we missed two weeks, and I feel guilty a little bit. But uh, you know, things happen, and uh, this is, you know, real life. So. Oh, you
0: don't have to feel guilty. It was my fault. I mean, you would have, you would have recorded it. It was totally
1: on me that we didn't record it. <laughs> well, sometimes you know, people get sick, and people get new jobs. We knew we we're gonna miss one week when I started my new job, and uh, and then people get sick. So this is normal life. Yeah. Uh, so we are back, and uh, let uh, tell us about what happened with you in the past two weeks.
0: Well, one of the reasons I think I was feeling um, out of it, and not so well last week, and was because I was at a training all week. Um, I had to get COVID tested and everything to even go there. We had to call um, so many hotels until one hotel finally said, "Okay, they're going to take us." Um, they opened yeah, the restaurant. This is-
1: this is in Europe, and you guys have nothing operating, I guess. Nothing, yeah. So the
0: uh-huh. Hotel, so it was, they opened just for us. They opened just the restaurant for us. No one else was in in there. So the hotel was giant, and it was ice cold last week. So like it was freezing in the hotel. Like I never once took my jacket off. It was ice cold. I actually. Um, you know what this stress... reminds me
1: of? What? Shining. <laughs> What? Shine the Shining. You've seen that movie, right? Oh yeah, very long
0: time. Yeah,
1: you guys were in that. You guys were in that hotel because it takes place in the winter, and there's nobody else there, and there's oh, weird oh, shit oh. happening.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it was no weird shit. But I asked. Oh, I sh- I should have showed you the picture. I asked um in the reception like that my room was so cold, like, I'm, I'm freezing, and then I came back to my room, and I had two stand heaters in my room, too, so I had, to, I had two of them on full blast, and then I had the room heater on, also on full blast, so, yeah, and this I is was
1: winter, right, you're in the middle of winter, and what's the temperatures, because, like, you know,
0: well, he- now <laughs> we're back to spring temperatures, but the week prior, it was snowing and ice, and we were, like, negative 15 at night, and negative 2 during
1: the day, the Celsius, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because here in California, I was posting like spring buds pictures and, you know, yeah, like, know, oh, I 70 that. degrees and 68, that's so nice. But yeah, in Fahrenheit. I freezing. Yeah. With all the heaters on, I was
0: freezing. So on top of that, I'm sure that didn't help my condition. And then we were out. I mean, not out. <laughs> we were downstairs in that restaurant that was just open for us. Uh, it was terrible food, by the way, because I think they didn't have a chef. Yeah, I let's think put in an in anti-ed. Somebody. <laughs> They just called in somebody, they didn't even have somebody because the food was absolutely horrible. So we were drinking, I mean, you know, we're always having a couple bottles of wine, all of us, and then, you know, staying up late and I need my sleep. So I was sleep deprived, I was cold all the time. And at the training, I was only with men, only guys.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of, what, there's no other women there, is it the tech company?
0: Yeah, and, but they all are in Brussels. All my co-workers that do what I do, they're all in Brussels. I'm the only one that does what we're all doing in Germany. And so I was with all the engineers. And all the field oh, yeah, engineers yeah. That we have, they're all male. So it, it, it just happened to be, you know, normally we would have all met in Brussels. And we would have had the training in Brussels with all of us. But of course, because the COVID, we couldn't do that, so it just happened to be that most of the engineers were in my area. And then... The rest went to Brussels, mm, so it was mm-hmm. mostly women in Brussels, and then mostly men in Germany. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, you know, jokes are fun, you know like the oh we're gonna replace you with know, a young hot blonde and um.
1: So this is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so basically, okay. What happened here is that you're kind of like it ended up being like you're drinking more than you're eating.
0: Yeah, the food <laughs> was terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then these guys are like getting wild
0: no they weren't getting wild none of them were getting wild. i mean none of nobody got out of control that, they were saying most of that when they were sober um
1: yeah. but
0: the only thing that happened and i don't think the guy was drinking it was the italian guy um he because i was the only one kind of like talking about like feminists or was sticking up for women when there's something was said that i was like no i don't agree um he literally he has two daughters so he thinks he's a feminist. Things. Okay, I yeah. mean, bless his heart, but he was like, <laughs> he was questioning me and didn't believe me that I like, that my favorite color is pink and glitters, because he thinks I was conditioned to like it.
1: Oh, God. And I was
0: like... Oh my God! You're taking it a little too far. Like, <laughs> I so you're saying that no feminist can like pink because that means we've been conditioned. He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. He had a really strong Italian accent. No, 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 no. I'm just a saying. I are you sure? I don't think you like a pink. And I'm just like, I like pink. Trust me. You should. You should trust me in my age that I know what my favorite color is. And that I know, and that I'm aware <laughs> enough to, to know if I've been conditioned to like pink or not. Like, why wouldn't you believe me? And then we had this little argument.
1: <laughs> so you're having existential uh, conversations at the workplace with the Italian man. Uh, so then I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I, This kind of sounds like fun, actually. But it depends on what mannerism this takes place to me, you know, like if, if they are cool about like, you know, it's like, nah, you know, you, I mean, I would say maybe the same thing that because, you know, everyone was playing with pink Barbies in our age growing up and so that's what he was referring to I guess maybe
0: I I did and eventually I said I I appreciate what you're trying to do I see what you're trying to do you you want to look beyond it you you know so I appreciate that and I said that to him at the end but I said you need to trust me that I know what my favorite color is but other than that I mean that was nothing too bad and it was kind of fun it was just that on the last day last night again I wanted to go to bed much earlier but I had some glasses of wine and and, and, and I'm still not 100% sure what my responsibilities are. And then on that day, someone came, no, you're doing this too, and you're doing that too. And I was, like, really frustrated because I, I barely understand currently what I'm doing yet because I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. And then I had, you know, I think I told you this when people, I was expected to do something I had never heard of. And then I got it from all sides. It was a couple of weeks ago. So now I'm being told something else. And then I'm like, so what am I being told next month? What's going to come, like? And then after I had some drinks, my manager wasn't there anymore, but there was another manager there and who who was also in my interview and my project manager was there and I kind of unloaded it. And I was like, yeah, I was like freaking out about the workload. Yeah. And they were just like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing all day? You're not doing like, and then he even said like, yeah, but by taking over this and taking over that, you can make it your own and I was just like, Oh, that's so salesy of you. No wonder you're a sales guy. <laughs> like I just said things that I shouldn't I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't yelling, but I was passionate and that's why he was like, I right, calm down, calm down. I was just I was just speaking like I had three glasses of wine. I've been freezing all week. This the last night i hadn't i had been sleep deprived and i just let it out and i kind of feel bad about it but yeah i, <laughs> I mean fun. this
1: this this thing seems like the training from hell like they should have been in some sort of video montage of like this is how not to do training in the middle of covid in a freezing hotel with bad food yeah
0: yeah I <laughs> you know it's just um I mean I feel bad I still think about it I thought about it for a while like days after I was like holy shit I can't believe well you I know said. I
1: think that I think so you told me offline first things that they said that you're an ice princess or what the fuck no 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 but, not an ice princess
0: they just called me princess well but why but that
1: was why did they, they call you princess
0: I honestly don't know I honestly don't know I was gonna ask at one point I was like why do they keep t- like t- like uh, what did I do I mean I get it sometimes I can act princess like and stuff I get that part but I didn't do anything at the training where I was like oh yeah I can definitely see why they were calling me that no but they were calling no, you princess
1: because just... you're the only female there and they yeah. get away with it which is yeah, yeah. you know major HR thing and nobody would ever do that right now here in the bay area at nah, least cuz really our companies nice. are really sensitive about these things you yeah. know after me too this is not happening i mean my husband works at a company that takes it so seriously that i mean literally someone came up in their group and complained that someone shared a joke meme about you know the italian peeing boy statue and that disturbed them and they had to take it down you know <laughs> you cannot you cannot have anything that might disturb but I know, people
0: but that's what i mean like the us is uh, taking it a little bit too far in my opinion and then Europe is still on the way other side well Europe is different
1: so let's talk about that within Europe and the US difference I guess they are not catching up especially Germany like what you said like this is mostly German people
0: no yeah but I mean even when I was in Ireland um, the last couple like they were still referring like when they were talking about, oh, my skin looks a little yellow. I look like an Asian. Or <gasps> we had two. This is really? yeah, we had two Indian people once visit our facility in Ireland. They're like, oh, look, two brown people. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god. god. It's it's um it, it, no, it's not just Germany. It's America yeah, is is different. I know it's not right what they did, and I would never ever. That's not okay. I'm just saying, America sometimes like sharing a meme, unless it's really really bad. I mean. And that's the problem. And if I had said, I know that too, if I had said, because I know how they view America, if I had even mentioned, oh, if you say that in America, that would be okay. They would have all been like, oh my God, yes, America. Yeah, because you can't say anything in America. Like they they make fun of that. Like they, I know
1: they make fun they have, of that. And they're they're like, like, oh, it's partially true that education. you have to be very super correct. And But, you know, yes. that's how you create an environment where people don't abuse each other. And you know well, not to go to places where it's crappy. What what happened here is wrong because, you know, they they were at a work training. I mean, they just ganged up on you practically, and that's shit. So well, I'm I mean, sorry, your manager, your actual direct manager wasn't there. I never cause...
0: felt ganged up uh, on. I, I I was just there was no ganging up on me. It was just they said things because I was the only woman. That is that you know. Um, could be taken the wrong way because I was the only woman, but they never, I mean.
1: So it was more like woman, lighthearted. They were joking then. I mean, I don't know how you took it. But.
0: Yeah, they were They were never, I mean, they were just, you know, and they were t- like, they were joking. Oh, we should replace her with a young, hot blonde. And then the other person was like, not a blonde. I would la- rather have a brunette. And like, they were just joking about it. I never felt gang up upon. I mean, everybody was respectful. Um, it, It's just it's hard for me to say I I, you know yes it was way too much that they should have said maybe but then on the American end it's it's too far and it's so far on the other side that things still happen in America it's just like behind closed doors and it's much worse I don't know I it's hard for me to I wish there was a happy medium I think
1: yeah I think things are going there I mean the things things are going there and this was like a weird training where you guys actually, like, were in a very strange situation already, you know? So, I mean, I don't know how you took it. You, you you actually got a little sick because of the cold afterwards. So, I'm I'm sure that was the worst part, though. So, I don't know if yeah, you... Yes,
0: I got sick from that. And also because I was sleep-deprived. I never got enough sleep the entire time. And I had wine literally every night of the week. So, I... I just didn't get enough sleep. I probably drank too much. I had a couple glasses each night, and I never have usually during the week. Never drink alcohol, and um, and it was freezing. So I was I was exhausted last weekend. Like I was so exhausted, even when I was staying up with Jared, I was like, I need to go to bed. I can't. Like, yeah. I just I was I needed just to rest, <laughs> and I just did not. Like, I had a headache, and then I was like, there's no way I could have a podcast like I would sound depressed (laughs) I know
1: I know yeah I mean you you were sick so that makes sense no I mean nobody says that it's just kind of gosh that week sounded crazy and I thought it's gonna be more fun because you actually get out of the house a little bit and whatever but it sounded like the opposite turned out to be the case so
0: it was it was it was fun. We had a lot of like I there were a lot of moments where I laughed like I I hadn't laughed like that hard in a very long time. We had some fun nights. Uh, we really did. Yeah. So there were some. Really, really, really fun nights. Okay, I mean, okay.
1: So so it's a, yeah. it's a wash. And last week when I spoke yeah. to you, it sounded, it sounded like you were just in the sick phase. So you were very... And just, I was.
0: Yeah. But that's because I was still recovering from the last night. The last night is the one that's just like where I kind of felt regret. And I'm like, what did I do? Did I like... Did I now... You know, am I now the hysteric woman? I feel like I know. But, yeah, the
1: label. Yeah. Jesus. It's so easy yeah. to get that. You just make only one slight mistake that would be flying under the radar for every guy and everyone would be going like, oh yeah, no, no, next. And then for you, it's like the marker that sticks with you. And yeah. people start calling you by like behind doors, not in your yeah. face usually. But and it's crazy. Like it's crazy. I experienced that in of. I experienced that in work quite a bit. I feel like when I was like, oh my god, you cannot make a mistake. You cannot act like this. So I just stayed neutral and I stayed, to be honest, out of every social gathering because I didn't want to be labeled as the girl we want to date. The girl we wanna, I just didn't wanna be mixed, you know? I just wanted to be like, I go to work, I do a job, and I wanna keep it straight, you know? So I I think I got the label of like the ignora. I think someone called me like people as if I just ignore people, but Um, I I don't mean to ignore people. I just didn't want to cross the line between a bunch of guys and friendship and what else is there, you know, weirdnesses. So, yeah, you
0: know, we have to just, like, that moment, I feel like now, they're always gonna, they lost a bit of respect for me, I feel like. I mean, this could all be in my head, I might be
1: completely wrong.
0: But I always feel like, yeah, that moment, they probably lost a tiny bit of respect for me, and this will just always stick with them. I know, mean I don't
1: I think so. I don't think they did. And I, I, you're, yeah, you're, you know, you, it's a little bit in your head, I think, so don't live on that. Live on the fact that you do de- you do have these tasks that you need to figure out and worry about that. This this other part is just I was
0: complaining about my workload basically and. I mean, in the moment, my workload isn't crazy. It's just that I feel overwhelmed right now because I don't understand everything yet. And because I was excited and passionate, I don't think I got my point across the way I would have if I had been more calm. So uh, in the eyes, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's head. the thing. You, If you can revisit it with that person again or just ask the questions you need to ask to figure out the work part and don't... And if you want to address the other thing with the person you're talking about, then address it with them just specifically. And But if not, then, then just focus on the work questions. No, they
0: spoke German. The next day, we were just walking out to the car. We're not talking at all, the, the manager and me. And then he was just like, I think it's clear enough for you. And I was just like, because he knew I had a one-on-one with a manager. And I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, I, 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 just had an anxiety gap because I just need to know what's expected for me. And he was just, like, Yeah, okay, good, cool, bye. <laughs> okay. And I was like, All right. Well, I hope that a little tiny bit of explanation, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but don't... I'm working with, I'm working with these people daily, and no one's gonna bring it up. We're German. We don't talk about things like that. So
1: okay, I don't I know what, what you're is. not talking about, but Hungarians. Yeah, I don't. I never worked with Hungarians to be honest. I don't know what they would do, but um. Yeah, it's it's weird. What does your husband think about working in a different country? I mean, he's American, so he's used to American standards, and then now he's working with, I guess, mostly Germans?
0: Yeah, I think he also has reached a frustration level, because he is managing, like, three big projects, and he has to have a lot of meetings, of course, and he's been at the shortest, and sometimes in meetings... Um, the, the people like he needs the people to have some input and sometimes they don't talk at all or sometimes they talk, but they all talk in German. And so this has been kind of a frustration level. Um, we've been kind of in this spot where we both kinda are frustrated right now. Like he and then he's been trying to find um, classes and of course there are not many classes right now or any classes, but even if there are German classes, they're like ridiculously expensive.
1: So I, I mean this is I, I don't even know what's going on. so because you know, I understand Well he needs the language for his work, mainly, which is he a whole different it. thing. He cannot take any German class. I've I understand different languages because I try to ki- teach my kids my own language and, you know, they teach them things that, you know, are like regular preschool stuff, but that's not what they need. They don't need the regular Hungarian preschool things. What they need is usable language. They can use the words we use here right now. And that's what your husband needs. He doesn't need to know, you know, the whole like, good day, sir, uh, how do I order a, I don't know, something, I mean, a restaurant ordering. He needs to know his his work words. Which but th- that's
0: he needs to just he needs to learn a lot of new words. He just needs classes because he's been doing you know Babble and all of that but that only gets him so far like he just really well needs then there
1: you classes. are you know but German
0: they're too, but they're too expensive well, I'm not I'm not a teacher but they're too expensive. But you like,
1: can talk to him to be... about it you just you just say to him in German and then he would say like you would be the best we... teacher because you could you could you could, you know you would know what he needs because he already trusts mm. you.
0: Not really, because um, we have tried years ago, we've been trying, and also even on Facebook he wrote like a thread asking about classes, who knows anything, and then people said, like, Americans responded, we're in this Facebook group about Americans in Germany, and then Americans responded, yeah, my husband bless his heart, but he's just, he's German, but he's just not a good teacher, and then Jared replied, yes, yeah, same with my wife. <laughs>
1: ah, so, yeah, you know, it's... my husband is a really good teacher, though, so I we, we kind of work together on these things. And he actually taught me more patience and more like, look, what you're doing is not working. Like, you know, kind of, we are we work together a lot. So it actually would work for us. But I see how it is, I guess, yeah, maybe it's different for personalities. I
0: didn't know that I wasn't a good teacher.
1: He basically told me about this threat yesterday. I was like, oh, so I'm not a good teacher. He's like, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, but you're I'm not a teacher, teach so, him. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna it's teach a class a right after this, you know, and I had to be, had to be, had to be learning how to be a good teacher. I, I work with now a couple of kids and do you know like video game teaching, how to play, make a video game online, and it's so hard and but it's uh it's fun. You just have to pay attention to what they are doing at the moment and react to that and be patient, 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 patient.
0: Yeah, I don't have patience, and uh, I think that's probably why I don't have kids either because I. I don't have the patience. I really don't. And no, it yeah, just that's causes one of the big frustrations.
1: Uh, yeah, cause I'm trying
0: to teach him something, and then he doesn't understand it. And then eventually I'm like, oh my god, it's this. And I say it in English, and then he's like, because we both get then frustrated, because he doesn't understand me. And I just want to say it, and then I'll just revert, revert back I to have English.
1: the same teaching uh, the language to my kids, Hungarian, because I'm like, why don't you just know this? like. <laughs> We've been through this like so many times, honey, you know, like because they are my own kids. I act a little bit different to them, obviously, than to the kids I teach online to my own kids. It's just like your buddy. Here's the words. Just do it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Should we talk about the design book? That's my favorite book for self-help.
0: Yeah, we should. Do you want to real quick go over what's currently happening in Texas or do you want to... Oh god, go Texas.
1: Right I mean, I don't even know what to say. I have relatives there, so they're experiencing it on every way. They Are don't they, complain. Do they they're have, not they're they the complainer power? types. What? They don't have
0: power? Your relatives don't have
1: power? Yeah, they, they have a two-year-old uh, baby and they lost power for a while. Uh, so there was a day when they only had four hours worth of power. And sometimes, oh you know, it's God. just you know heating the house. So the same issue as your training, like they are in the cold in the winter as the you know frost and snow rolled in. But I try to ask them about it. I, they are not complainers. They don't complain. And and the and the mom is from um, my sister in law is from you know the northern Boston area of the East Coast. So she's used to the winters, I guess. <laughs> uh, but she's surprised that it's in Texas. So
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw Ted Cruz's tweet from 2016, he's like,
1: I believe, in, I believe in climate change when Texas freezes over. <laughs> yes, well, well, we'll see. We're such idiots about this climate change denial. They, they made it their whole campaign, and it's such a ridiculous moment now. They deserve it. I mean, the, the Ted Cruz deserves every backlash he's going to ever get. What an idiot. On. He's been an idiot for a long time.
0: everything everything that's coming
1: to him because he
0: left his dog his small dog he left him in a dark house while well, he's in cancun he left the small dog in the dark house in the Good cold lord in the freezing very small
1: house yeah alone his dog's
0: called snowflake yeah so um and his yeah, dog's name is snowflake it. yeah it's a small dog it's a small terrier sometimes oh my god from so, the
1: picture no. it's sad
0: it's he's so, a fucking piece of shit
1: not he just that, but disgusting. when you go away, freak. everyone, normal, everyone in the earth would board the dog. Like, you know, either you take the dog with you or you board the dog. What the no, fuck? He, he leaves the-, the dog in the house alone?
0: He has a security guard come by and walk him every once in a while, but the house is dark and cold.
1: That yeah, but a small in. dog will be freezing there. Like, you know yeah, how they are skinny? Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, that's the kind of human being... What an evil piece resist. of shit. He is evil. He truly is. He truly is. I think he is. I mean, he's bad. He's a bad person. I really think so. From everything he's done. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't want I to talk about crack. <laughs> uh, no. Crack. Cruise. Dead cruise anymore. Cause I'm done. Um, Alright, then we can go over to the. Bar. Fuck that cruise. I just you know. To <laughs> oh God, this is angering me. Now, but you're more of an animal lover than. I mean, you're you're more of an animal lover than I am. Cause I love animals, but but this. But but you you know you make it your thing yeah. you, like you uh, it's my yeah but this is such crap okay it's, let's it's talk about question. the book I'm yeah. done with Ted Cruz <laughs> yes okay um so this is a book that I found when I was looking for what to do with my life. Uh, And I shared it with you because I think you were also kind of in the phase of trying to figure out what you're going to do next.
0: Always. I'm always in that phase. I don't know if I'll ever graduate from that phase.
1: Yeah, but so the book brings it up right in the beginning. It's the Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And Uh the subtitle is How to Build a Well-Lived Joyful Life. And I think the subtitle is or the beginning of it is is like, you know, in college, people ask you, what are you going to major in? and people some very few people know what it is right like some people yes i'll be a surgeon i'll be a programmer like my husband knows and he he never wanted to do anything else i think uh so it's easy for them but for the most of us i think a large percentage we just don't know you know,
0: yeah, I know. like
1: you just don't have that calling in you. I mean, I knew I wanted to do something with art and drawing, but it is a big disaster for me when I found out I'm just not talented or I'm not willing to work hard enough to, to be get to the level where I need to be to get a job in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, most yeah. of us are just like averages, you know, in the sense that we can do a lot of things, but we don't really have one calling that we, we love maybe.
0: That's, how I feel,
1: yeah. That's, That's why great. I read this book. So I, I found it like, um, I, how do I find it? I don't know how I found it, but I found it and I heard about it. Oh, some sort of webinar where I was trying to feel like fit in with other people who are looking for a secondary education or something. And uh, so what I like about it is that it, it approaches your life as a design project. And I don't uh-huh. know if you internalize that, but I really did. And I started to think like that, like, okay, wait a minute, this is not the school is in control, Now the other people are in control of what I'm going to do. Hey, I can actually plan it and I actually try it out and I, I can see if it works for me, you know? So that's what design is. And it gives you so much control that it's not like, oh my God, if I can't learn this text, I fail, you know, failure will be part of the process. So that's what I yep. took from it in a large part, and it's so helpful. I yeah, don't... I
0: mean, I like it goes over all the areas like health, work, play, and love, which is all the areas of your life, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is largely to help you figure out what kind of work you want to do, but it is also including in your dashboard search of how, yeah. to, um, how to create this dashboard that where your life feels lacking and where you feel full so you basically draw a diagram that my my uh you know love I get this much love a little bit or a lot and so there is these exercises they make you do throughout the book that to help you figure out how to how to create something that works for you or where are you lacking like I I I use the book I didn't do those exercises always (laughs) I went back and I did it at some time but most of the time I just didn't I just needed to listen that hey these guys are okay with you planning out something and then making these action steps but a large part they focus on is that you have to actually try it right
0: yeah exactly
1: so you you can't just go sit around and and pray about like how I want to be you know an architect you have to see like well let's talk to an architect then Let's see what yeah, an architect does, and if if uh, you know if you take your notes and and you you figure out okay I want to try it. What 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 do you need? Do you need a software? You download the software. See if you like to use it, because you know part of it. If you don't like what an architect does in action, you'll never be an architect. You know. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I loved about it. It was hugely helpful for me. So I actually I think I gave you some advice on it how you should because you love doing the pole dancing like how you should maybe open a studio one day
0: yeah i mean that's something i actually have discussed with anna maria and we've been discussing this for years um but the thing is that we're never in the same place but if we were ever in the same
1: place we would love to open a studio together so that would be something that i mean that would be awesome i think um yeah yeah, I mean, it's the same place. Yeah, for for your working together would be really cool. That's what you would yeah. do. That's what you would do for your, uh, full work life. Then you would quit real work, or you would do it as a side business.
0: No, I don't think I would be able just to do it as a side business. I would, I would like to have this as my main business and just create. Um, basically, you know, a space for women where they can come and feel safe, and they wouldn't just be pole. There would be dancing classes, or maybe book clubs, or maybe you know, everything if you have a space, just where people can meet, the the possibilities are endless. It's just you know a, a place for women, and there are diff- different classes, and some of them are pole dancing, some of them are other dancing, some of them might be yoga, some of them might just be a book club. Some of them just might be, let's meet up and have a movie night. Like, there's just so many possibilities.
1: No, I love that idea. You know, like, that that kind of places uh, doesn't exist because, you know, where do you go out? You go out to a club or a pub? And that's, like, not, not really, that's not what everyone wants to do. But there's not many places where people can just go out and um, do fun things together. So this is actually awesome. I love this idea. Oh, I gosh. hope... I hope you get to make it after COVID, man. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. In fact, even COVID showed me that how fragile that business is. Another pandemic and I would go down.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the sad part. That I think a lot of, um, you know, of, of these things are a risk. And then you would have to learn how to operate a business, which is the hardest. I think that would be the is, hardest part.
0: Exactly. That's something I have no idea about.
1: And I'm not getting any younger either, so. <laughs> About the book, um, what helped me is trying stuff. They, they put a big focus on be curious, find uh-huh. out your interest, and try stuff. And, what did you try? Ah, uh, God, I tried everything. I had, I was like, oh, God, okay, so I want to be an illustrator. I want to be an artist. Let's take an illustration class. And I took an illustration class that was very, very cheap. You usually just find the cheapest, affordable way you can Uh prototype this. And it was actually amazing because I learned a lot of things. I learned that I love to do it. I don't think I could do it full time or not just yet. But I learned that the parts that I like. And eventually, you know, our lives are not like, for most of us, it's not like, okay, you go to school. You finish your school, here's your paper, and that's what you do from, you know, age 23 from to 80, you know, or 60 or whatever you retire, you know. But, like, I think for most of us, it's kind of like, hopefully, you graduate, you try something, you do something, and then you adapt your life to a new love, maybe, or a new career. Because I don't think people have the same job anymore from, you know from their 20s to 60 like nobody does yeah. have the same job anymore that's like very 90s like <laughs> so yeah exactly i think what this book is helpful in like thinking about work in the modern way you know like so you don't uh-huh. you don't you don't you're not get getting stuck like oh i am i am an artist or and and that's all you can be you know like, sure, maybe you were an artist. Like, for me, this was the hard part. Like, maybe I was a tech artist for, like, say, 10 years or so. But that's not what I am, you know? That's not all I am, you know? Maybe I'm ready for something else and I need to figure out how to adjust my likes to create, to, to find a place where I can work at, you know? Because work is yeah. so long. Like, it's like, you know, 48 hours a week, right? So uh-huh. that's a huge part of everyone's life. And you don't want to spend it in a miserable way, you know, that doesn't work for you, right? I mean, if you if you have the opportunity, I mean, hopefully you have the opportunity to change it. And I think that's where the book helps to figure out like, okay, think about it. You can change this. Just, you know, see what you love, try it out and then see if it works for you and move on to the next things. And the failure part is the hard part. Um, yeah,
0: that's that, always the hard part. That
1: sometimes you try these things out and... Oh shit. Well, I just suck at it or I really I really can't do it. I tried also something called the Salesforce um, seminar or course cuz I really Salesforce so you know, I live in San Francisco, and the biggest building is Salesforce, and I'm like, what the hell is this Salesforce? Everyone's talking work, about it. They built the tallest I work with building.
0: Salesforce. That's the program I use every day.
1: So yeah, you you guys are even using it. So I was like, I know everyone is using it. I didn't know what it was because I was in game dev. We don't use Salesforce. We use Jira. <laughs> uh, bless you, Han. And uh, thank you. <laughs> we- and we, so I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out. And I, the, uh, an email came up that she just said through a mom project or something where I was trying to figure out work things. So you always have to do the research. But then something came up like, here's a Salesforce seminar, you know, $64 for a eight or whatever, six week course. And I'm like, all right, fine. I pay that. So, you know, I figured that was the lowest amount I want to pay for it. I did it. And it was grueling. And they were saying, oh, this will, you can do it next to your work. This is just two hours a day commitment. Oh my God. It was like eight hours a day for me to read through the material. And it's the driest fucking what? material I've ever seen. Um, yeah, because oh their, their, their course went through everything regarding Salesforce. Like it was more like an IT, a Salesforce administration certification, right? Wow. So it's run by them. Uh, and then you you have to go take the certified exam, which I never went to take because I really don't care about it to that degree after the course I found out. But it was, I mean, honestly, I couldn't even, they have this trial test that you have to take and I couldn't even pass the trial tests. <laughs> I don't know if you personally will have to get Salesforce certified, but it's hard. No. Very hard. So now I took the six-week course and I did I did my best at it. And it was a bit of a letdown that I didn't, you, I couldn't take the freaking certification test. I mean, fuck! I was like, "What? How stupid I am!" You know. So I started bashing myself immediately. But then I thought, you know, why I couldn't take it? Because that shit is just not for me. I'm not an IT-minded person. I don't think about, you know. Yeah. I took what what is important for me from it because I actually it's like, oh, hey, they think about it a certain subject this way. Like there is security, there is this and that, there is, uh, you know, organization, how your organization is built. And I took what's important, but I couldn't do that kind of work eight hours a day. I know I couldn't. It's just way too dry, way too different than what I want to do. So that was a big trial and error and somewhat of a failure for me. And Yeah,
0: failures are good though, normal. But
1: failures are good, but it's so hard. And especially for a person like me who hates to fail. 'Cause I I usually I was taught to do your best work and if it's not if it's not good enough, it was very embarrassing for me, you know? So I was. I think we all, I think
0: we all hate sales. I don't think there's one human out there that's like, yes, another theory, I know. I know,
1: but end. see, if you think about it in this way, with the design process, and you think this is just a prototype—that's the key word It's just a prototype. I'm just trying this. It's not a life or death. Like you're not gonna have to stick with this. You know, nobody's gonna ch- grade you on it. You know, my husband didn't come in and grade you well. Your Salesforce class is like twenty percent, so you're really a failure. Like nobody gives a shit. You know, it's a prototype. So prototypes, by nature, you do it and you throw it away if it's a piece of shit. So yeah. that's it's it's a it's, it's that's what's huge for me from this book that failure is part of kind of the process. <laughs> so I love that part um, in the in retrospect, I really hated to live it for a minute, but what can you do?
0: It's the same thing as in relationships. I mean, you have I had a bunch of failures before I met Jared. It's just I figured out okay, I know that, that's that's not what I want. Okay, this is not what I want. Like, every relationship I had, something like, no, no, this is definitely not what I want, (laughs) you know? It's just you have to trial and error things, and and
1: not everybody's
0: so lucky as to meet their, like, childhood sweetheart and and live, like, happily ever after. No, not
1: everyone is so lucky. In fact, probably 10% of the people would be able to stick with that, would want to stick with that. That's a weird movie ideals that should never exist, by the way. But yeah. uh I mean I think at least. I mean what kind of boring life it is. I'm sorry, but you have no other experience but with this one person. I'm sorry, but okay, yeah. cool. If that's your dream, peace. But you know, for it most happens. of us I don't know. Yeah, but that's not the ideal. We should all hold sacred. And it's, it's
0: not, it's, it's obviously not normal. It's definitely the minority. So same, same for
1: work. I mean, obviously if you have a calling to be a, 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 a doctor or be something, Oh, that's fucking awesome. But for don't, I mean, I bashed myself up, like, why don't I just love something so much, you know? Me too,
0: me too. Jared always had this calling to be an engineer. There was never a question, and he went to college, and he knew it way back then, and he's, like, I never had that. I never have, and I still don't have it. I don't have one thing where I'm like, that's it, that's my my calling, that's what I'm going for.
1: Yeah, but I think people get a lot of flack for that, like, you, you, go, you know, you get, like, oh, well, what do you do? And it's like, well, yeah. I do a lot of things, because you know you I mean you, you just have can't
0: some of a calling you are kind of in a direction at least I literally have none I don't know anything like, uh, yeah I, it
1: took I, me this no two calling. years babe to figure this direction out and the book helped me because I was like what the fuck am I doing so I took the design course I took the salesforce course I, I asked friends of like what do you do what you love how do you love it I try to look at the people around me who really love what they do and mm-hmm. I tried to see like can I love something just that much? And I figured out, to be honest, I don't have one thing I can love that much because it becomes, if I do it that way, it becomes way more of an obsession and I become this crazy person who nobody wants to be around. So (laughs) Uh I I tried to do tech art to that degree to be like crazy about it and and, and all that. And everyone in my family hated me because I was unbearable. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to live that life. That's not the life I want to design here. (laughs) I I figured out in the end, but I want to stay close to game development, which is also a result of the design book that I was like, okay, everything I do is related to some way projects and games. And that's what I love. I can't change that, but it's maybe I was in the wrong role, to be honest. I feel like that's what happened. And. Maybe it happens to other people, but you won't know until you you think about it like, hey, you're in control, you can design things, you can try it out, and you can fail at it, you know, parts of it, and then you you reiterate. You go back then and sit down, okay, what what is the next step that feels right? You know, so it's kind of a process, and I think I I do it with everything now. I design my house. I... (laughs) Now I'm like redesigning the house based on this. I'm like, holy shit, what's the problem here? Okay, my closet is a piece of shit because it just doesn't have the right space. So let's figure out fixing that, you know. So you figure this out, I think, in the rest of your areas of your life then. And you can take it into yeah. many, many parts. Like you were saying, into relationships and other parts. Where Like the book is written mostly for work you know, and your job uh, life. It
0: applies, it applies to everything. But it does. Yeah. This
1: this process applies to everything. So you're, yeah. and it gives you like so much power that you're like, oh shit, I can actually do this. Like nobody is there to, like, you know, kind of I had this, I don't know, I like there's some magical God notion comes to you that I should do this. No, you're not waiting for that. You have that inside you. And then you can go out and build on it, even however small it is, like, you know, with my illustration thing. Like, I really thought that I was afraid to try that one. Because to me, that was like, oh, my God, if I fail at this, I can never go back to it, you know. And that's not what happened. I can actually, I learned a lot during that class and I really didn't get the best grade. I got like, what, 60, whatever percent. I wanted to get so much better grade. But I know what I've done. I know I just need more improvement, you know.
0: Yeah um, and you know one of the quotes I really liked I wrote down is the wayfinding. The wayfinding is the ancient art of figuring out where you're going when you don't actually know your destination. For wayfinding you need a compass and you need direction, not a map, a direction. Yeah so you don't need to know where you're going. you just need to know a hint of a direction like this is where like and the, like this is this is the turn I will take and let's see where it takes me.
1: Yeah, and now kind of it brings me back to that discussion where uh, I heard this book about. And then I talked to a girl who said, oh, I, I, I really love what I do to a degree, but I can't do it because I have anxiety, you know, be in front of people and I'm a teacher. And I can't do it because of the anxiety. It makes it hard for her, you know? So hmm. it's like one of those things like they, they address these problems in the book that like, okay, some problems are like these gravity problems, some problems are like little things that like you can change. So uh, that's a hard one to wrap your head around. For me, I mean like, okay, what the hell is a gravity problem? And what? so they have their own terminology, which is a bit hard. But once you kind of figure it out, it's like, oh, they talk about like, maybe if you, you know, going to be a mailman, maybe you won't make 200,000. And, you know, (laughs) like their example, I think is a poet. Like, oh, if you're a poet, like, it will be very hard for you to maybe make 200000 But maybe if you like poetry... That's
0: that's the part, like, what if you figure out you want to be an artist, you know? In nowadays world, artists are not really, like, supported. You're not going to make a lot of money. You might get ripped when you're dead. I mean, and that's just when you're lucky. I mean, very few will. It's just... Yeah, but see, then you figure
1: it out as a person for you in your life. What's the trade-off that you can live with? Like, can you live in a different place than you can do your art because you love it so much? Or you get a job that you maybe you don't love as much, but you get to do the art on the side or on the weekends, and that will, you know, kind of fill up your meters. I think that's how the book is interpreted to real-life yeah. use, you know? Because that's how I took it in the end. Uh, and I don't know. I found it hugely useful. It's one of my favorite books, and I don't even know. Would you call this self-help?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So this is a self-help title. This is the first one that I endorse. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, I endorse the other one too with the, uh, with the amendments and uh, I always forget agreements, the title. Yeah. Agreements, yeah. Four the, agreements. the four agreements. I always, uh, that was, th- yeah, that was good too. Okay, see you leading me on this self-help guru life path. Great. <laughs> We're gonna have Eurotrash weekly self help, uh, you know, like seminars and courses. It will be fun. There will be wine. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. If you want to know Eurotrashy,
1: <laughs> we are not. We are not even that trashy. You know, our title is like, I don't know, Miss. It's yeah, a,
0: honestly, I don't even know the exact definition of Eurotrash. Like, it's isn't it some rich kids or something? Like, I'm definitely Yeah, not but rich, I picked so. it. I
1: picked it. Honestly, I always love it for it because I. I just saw as as a, it's a snarky way. It's not real. We are not Eurotrash. We are not rich kids living in America and living I it know, up from Monaco. But but it's funny because we were European. We lived in the U.S., so I, we could masquerade as Eurotrash. And you know, a lot I'm of just people. Saying,
0: I never, yeah, I never understood it because when I first moved to U.S. and people called me for the first time Eurotrash, I was like, what? And yeah, I was like, should I be offended by this? Like no, I've that's a compliment, baby. That's well, now, now I understand. But back then when I first heard it, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never really understood it. But I think I think I kind of understand now. But I still have, don't understand 100%. But I'm proud. I'm proud
1: Europe, of Eurotrash. I'm a proud Eurotrash now, too. Because, you know, people for me, like some, some people who I don't know, have met many Europeans, for some reason think... First of all, that I'm Norwegian. I don't know what this is, but okay. Uh, <laughs> probably cause... because... Of your
0: accent. They can't place it. I think they probably think... Because you're really pale. You're really blonde. And they think uh, your accent, of course. Yeah, Norwegian, Swedish. I could totally see how people say that to you.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, weird, thanks. And they also think that somehow I'm like... I don't... I, okay, so I'm not going to say it because I'm going to come up as shit. But they think... <laughs> I think that, uh, like... But not royal, but like, like, like it's so fucking weird. It's like, dude, what? I I don't even know because you know my name used to mean Hungarian, my last name, and then when I tell them, no, I'm Hungarian, my last name is Hungarian. It actually means Hungarian in the language, and they're like, wah, you're like the king of the or the queen of the country, and I'm like, what? Like, Uh, like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck? Like, okay, so then I take the Eurotrash title. Yes, I'm a queen of Hungary, vacationing in the US, you know? There's people in America whose last name
0: is Deutsch, which means German in Deutsch, in German. I know. So, like, Danny Deutsch. There are, like, famous people whose last name is Deutsch.
1: Yeah, but they they compare it, but they compare it, oh, as if your last name was Jeff America. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, in those Yeah, terms. but Americans name their
0: children with their first name, America. Their first name. Can you imagine, in Hungary or in Germany, someone's their first name being Germany?
1: Yeah, uh, nobody names nobody names their kid America. But
0: there's even a favorite America, America Ferrara.
1: Oh, People yeah. Name
0: their fucking children America. Oh, in yeah, America
1: Ferrara. <laughs> I forgot about her. I actually like her.
0: Yeah, I like her too. I've nothing
1: against her. I'm, I'm just merely just talking about names. I know, but I... I yeah, okay. But that's... Yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, anyways, it was just funny to me. Like, I'm proud pro- that you're a trash piece. Uh, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. So we wrap up the show. Yay. And uh, you want to yes. share our social media stuff?
0: please follow us on all the things at your trash weekly on everything twitter instagram facebook we're there um with their questions with there if you want to come on if, if you have a comment you can comment you can even pm us um, yeah dm us please uh, good <laughs> um, give us five star review and um, we will hear from you
1: soon. And do you have
0: anything else to plug? Anything else to oh. say? Did I miss something? No, E-mail I think me. at your
1: no. church weekly is our main source of contact. And uh, do you? Ah, let's give uh, next week. What are we doing next week? It's going to be an awesome show. It's going to be four of us.
0: Oh, we're going to talk about some the rave scene.
1: The rave scene and EDMs. Yep. EDM parties. Awesome.
0: I can't wait. I'm going to just pop some Molly right before. And we're
1: on. (laughs) This is the best ending here. Okay, guys. uh, Peace uh, and Molly. Bye. Peace out. Bye.